Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. What are you doing with his investment? Today, I want us to talk about a theme that emerges from a longer scripture found in Matthew 25, 14 to 30. This is important because we are racing towards a great meeting, the day when we will have to turn in a report of what we have done with what God has given us. Now, let us be sure that I'm talking to the right person. You don't have to give me the answer to a question coming up, but please answer the question truthfully to yourself. The question is in different forms, but it is the same thing said in different ways. Are you a child of God? Are you born again? Does the Holy Spirit live inside of you? Do you know Jesus as your Savior and friend? It is important to confront this question because there are many people who are good at heart and they try to do good in society and who, and they have a consciousness and a respect for God. But sadly, there are those who cannot answer the question with an honest yes. I'm not trying to embarrass you, but if your answer is otherwise, then this is not your conversation. Rather, you need to stop and ask God to come into your life and make you a child of God. Anyway, let us jump into the matter at hand. Jesus used a lovely story to teach a powerful lesson. The story is about a rich man. We don't know how he gained his riches, but he was about to embark on a long trip, probably a trip around the world or go to visit his business entities in other places. However, this man called three of his staff members into a meeting. These guys could easily have been good workers, and so he was about to add to their responsibilities. That usually happens because you have been doing well on the job up to that point. He gave each of them large sums of money, not as reward, but for them to invest on his behalf. Remember, this man is a rich man, so it makes sense that he wants his money to work for him while he's away. However, he allotted the money in different ways. Rather than give equal amount, he was more specific. A good boss knows his staff, and on this occasion, the boss used their individual ability to determine how much each person got. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Do not give someone an assignment outside of their scope of competence, because otherwise you're setting them up for failure. Well, the first guy got five bags of gold. The second guy got two bags of gold, and the third guy got one bag of gold. Each was given the same instruction. Let my money work for me. Guy number one invested the money wisely and in no time he got five bags of gold in return. The second guy did something similar and he got back two bags of gold. Good so far. Guy number three dug a hole and hid the, his bag of gold. That was way less than he was able to do. So we will learn later what, why he did that. Well, the day of reporting came and the boss called them in for what he expected to be some great reports. He was in for a surprise. The first two guys proudly reported that they each received 100% returns on their respective investments, and they heard the most amazing commendation. Well done, good and faithful servant. You know, every employee who lives for the day when the boss says, great job, I'm so proud of you. Usually, that is accompanied by something meaningful like a raise in salary, a beautiful letter from the boss, a bonus, extra vacation days, a trophy, something to convey the boss's appreciation. 
These two guys did not just get nicely worded commendations, but they were handsomely rewarded. The third guy, he was another story. He answered his boss and he said, I know that you are not a nice boss and I decided to teach you a lesson. You can't expect people to do your dirty work for you all the time and all sit around and collect returns on what you consider to be your investment. No way. So here is your one bag of gold. I did nothing as you asked me to do. There must have been an awkward silence. Then the boss acknowledged that he was right. I do expect people to invest my money so that I get great returns. But I also expect that you would do as I tell you to do rather than disrespect my request as your boss. So my friend, in response to your not doing anything, you will be punished. Oh, and by the way, you will get nothing. Enough of the story. I want to focus on the statement, well done, good and faithful servant, and especially as it relates to the question I asked earlier. You see, as a child of God, you have been given an assignment to share the gospel with other people. And just like in the story, God expects you to function according to your ability. If you're a great speaker, for example, then you would preach to large groups of persons. If you're a great cook, you can host food events and share the gospel with your guests. If you write well or you're artistic, you could use social media or otherwise to tell others about Jesus. Use your talents to share the gospel. The day is coming when you will have to give a report of what you have done for Jesus. Will you hear, well done, good and faithful servant? That is the ultimate of commendation from Jesus. But sadly enough, some of us will not hear that because we will be guy number three in the story. We would have done nothing for Jesus. We would not have told anyone about Jesus or we did not lead one single person to becoming a child of God. If you are guy number three, you still have time to answer the question positively. What are you doing with his investment?